as the day begins, we ready our hearts to to learn from all that we experience. To let go of the past, all that has gone before. To not create the future, to leave the future as unformed. To open our hearts to the present where life actually happens. And to learn to set the intention to learn from whatever it is that arises within us. Whether we like it or don't like it. Whether we plan it or don't plan it. Everything can teach us if we'll let it. Establishing the intention to develop a, a heart of loving-kindness towards the internal and the external world. In order to, in order to learn from anything, we have to receive it. We have to allow it in. This is what loving-kindness means. It doesn't mean liking everything, approving of everything. It's not a matter of pretending that, that pain is, is pleasant or that anger is beautiful, but recognizing that it all has its place in nature. Pleasant feelings, painful feelings, love and anger, restlessness, dullness, insight, the chattering mind. These all have their place in nature. They all belong. So establishing the, the attitude of loving-kindness means to Determine not to dwell in aversion to any state of mind, any experience whatsoever. If it shouldn't be, it wouldn't be. So when different feelings arise, anxieties, passions, fears, hopes, We receive them, we open our hearts to them.
they all belong. And then, as we receive them, know them, then this is where discriminating wisdom is applied. All roads are part of the, the network of, of communication, of travel, but not all roads go in the direction that we want to go. Similarly, all states of mind are part of nature. Aggression, <coughs> jealousy, lust, fear as well as compassion, wisdom, friendship. So we can choose, we choose which roads we want to take, which roads are going to lead to happiness for ourselves and for others. So as negative emotions arise, we recognize them, know them, and choose not to follow them, not to empower them, not to pursue them. Just to let them go their own way, like all things. They're born, they swell up in a wave, they reach their peak, they dissolve, they fade away. Every plan, every memory, every mood. Just let them live their life and fade away. That's all. And the qualities of mind which are beneficial, helpful to us and others, the qualities of friendship, compassion, concentration of mind, these we do empower, we do strengthen, give our heart to, giving rise to that which is benevol uh, benevolent, beneficial, maintaining it in being. This way we begin to relate to the states of our own mind in very different ways. Rather than blaming ourselves and creating self-judgment over negative mind states. Just to instead look at them as roads that we don't want to take. There's nothing wrong or evil or bad in them. It's just that's not the direction we want to go.
that discrimination comes from a cool, selfless place, not from a place of agitation and self-judgment. For loving-kindness is not a kind of optional adjunct to insight practice, concentration practice. It's the very basis of it. There isn't that fundamental acceptance of all things, a recognition that all belongs, will never be able to establish any concentration, any insight. If the heart is divided into good and bad, right and wrong, we've lost it. We've missed the reality. As the, the days proceed, as our, the depth of the practice increases, closer and closer attention to the, the way the mind works. So we're listening to the mind, the thinking mind and its creations, the judgments it makes, the choices, the opinions. Learning to just listen. And to rest in that act of listening, knowing. Here is the sound of the mind, hoping, delighting, fearing, wanting. 
meditation is much to do with the art of listening. Listening to the mind do its thing, just like we, we listen to the birds singing in the morning. Chattering away, doing its thing. Now that which is listening makes no noise. It's a silent mind. There's the cognition of sound, but it's known within the silence of the mind. Similarly, when we, we learn to, to let ourselves just listen to thought, to emotion, we can begin to appreciate that quality of inner silence that underlies the sounds of our thoughts, our feelings. There's an inner space within which all forms occur, an inner silence permeating all sound. The space of the mind. As we train ourselves to just listen without judging the content of, of thought and feeling, different experiences, we begin to get more of a sense of that quality of inner silence, stillness, serenity. Peace is not established by dissolving all sense experience. By not hearing, by not seeing or feeling. True peace is established through, through right understanding. Knowing that there's sound, but that which knows sound is silent. There is form, but that which knows form is formless. There's the passage of time, but that which knows time is timeless. There's the feeling of selfhood, but that which knows Self is selfless. It has no dimensions, no size, no color, no gender, no age. The unborn, the undying. So the direction of the, the practice is always towards the clarification, 
strengthening of this simple quality of knowing awareness itself letting the heart rest in that in that very knowing withdrawing our attention from the details of experience the content of experience resting in the knowing of of its flow of its process using the exercises of following the breath or footsteps <coughs> simply to steady our attention on the present and then with uh, with the attention on the present then withdrawing releasing our hold, our grip on the detail, the content of the known just to reflect, this is form, sight, changing this is sound, changing this is thought, emotion, changing This is what we mean by letting go. Not investing our heart in the, the substance of a, a sight, a sound, a feeling, a memory, an idea. Letting it just be what it is. <coughs> letting it just be a pattern in nature. We don't have to add anything to it, we don't have to own it, we don't have to get rid of it. Just know it. Be with it as it's born, as it lives its life, as it dissolves. Being that very knowing. And witness how that feels. When we can establish that kind of uh, clarity <coughs> a kind of non-attachment how does that feel? sometimes to help keep a, a track of what's going on within the mind it can help to to just name the state of mind that's there not that we have to label every experience but just every so often when you, you feel the mind pursuing a particular mood or feeling just to name it to yourself. Here is an exciting plan. 
here is a fond memory. Here is anticipation of the next meal. Here is irritation that I have a cold. Here is a delight in being able the delight in being able to practice. Whatever it might be, beautiful or ugly, sacred or profane, it's immaterial. Or also we can just spell out for ourselves what that particular attitude or urge is. Stating our fears or desires, spelling them out. I hate pain. I want to be on retreat forever and ever. Wouldn't it be nice to... And as we then state what it is that we're feeling, what's going on, we just help to outline it. That simple act can clarify. what the mind is forming, where it's inclining. And in that outlining of it, it makes it easier to let go of it. We can see, oh, this is just a state of mind. This is an anxiety, a fear. That's all. Whether it's justified or unjustified, at this moment, this is just a feeling of fear. That's what it is. So in naming what's going on, every so often, we draw it into the center of the stage. We can see what it is if things just hover off in the wings of our attention, they can have a powerful effect upon the mind without us knowing. Shadowy hopes and passions, anxieties, aversions, that can affect the whole way we relate with the world and judge ourselves and others, completely unwittingly. So to invite it forth, just to name it, to see it clearly, and helps us to let it go. Once we get it into the center of the stage, we can see it clearly. It can't fool us. 
in the same old way. The, the charade is revealed. You can see the strings on the puppet. It can't be so convincing. And even if the, the passion or the momentum of that feeling still carries on, we don't have the strength to just draw it to a close. At least we can see the pattern as it's happening. We can see the cycle as it forms itself. And the more clearly we see it, feeling, desiring, being born, dying, feeling, desiring, being born, dying, the more we see that cycle spinning, the more we get to know it, the more easily we loosen our grip on it. As we train the heart to just listen in this way, withdrawing our attention from the content of thought, of perception, also make it clear that we're looking at the process of change, regardless of whether it's the, the world's most wonderful insight an anxious thought, a pain in the leg, a phrase of music, it begins, it abides for a while, it changes, and it ends. Make that all that you're interested in, the fact that it changes. It's born, comes into being, takes shape, fades away and dies. Every experience of every kind, has the same pattern. So we're beginning to see this quality that is possessed by all things of the natural world. The quality of change. A quality of uncertainty. This is something that we have to strengthen or empower because the, the habit is always to get involved in the text of a thought or a feeling, a mood. We have to almost deliberately move away from that 
pretend that we're not interested don't care it comes, it goes, it changes that's all I need to know so we're inclining towards that place of insight of knowing this is a process of nature and similarly as we begin to regard thought and feeling, emotion, opinion in this way just as we see all things function in the same patterns of nature we begin to see the division of this is my mind, that is the world outside, this is this person, this is that person begin to see these designations too are just qualities that arise and cease that are aspects of nature the feeling of self is an aspect of nature the feeling of other is an aspect of nature it arises, changes fades away the feeling of I, the feeling of self is not what you are it's just a pattern of consciousness that arises crystallizes and dissolves the feeling of other, just the same these are psychological constructs that come into being take shape, dissolve they have no substance, no permanence So as we focus upon the flow of experience we scrutinize it in this way as we see the feelings of self and other what I think, what I feel, my mind, my body as we, as we look at that, listen to that feel it becoming clearly conscious of that just to see that the, the feeling of I-ness, me-ness, my-ness these are just ascriptions that are given to that experience that's all they have no basis no substantiality we hear the sound of a bird is it my sound? my bird? We feel the pressure of the body on the mat. Is it my force of gravity? My pressure? 
we watch a thought moving through the mind. Is it my thought? My mind? Just to question and inquire, examine in this way. Not trying to make ourselves believe that there's no self, but just looking at the very feeling of ownership itself. The feeling of I-ness, me-ness, my-ness. And when we look, we begin to see it's just a feeling, a pattern of nature, like the shape of a twig, the sound of a car on the road, a bird singing. And again, as we, as we recognize things in that way, even if just for a moment, Notice how that feels. When the self-element becomes transparent, when it's let go of, how does the heart feel? There's openness, brightness, simplicity, completeness. Letting the heart rest simply in that contentment, knowing, awake. Not asking for anything, not pushing anything away, not doing anything. Letting the heart be what it is.